Hey, boppers. Grooving Movies is a podcast devoted to cult, vintage horror, exploitation, and pre-Haze Code films. Join Eddie French, Emma Tidswell, and Tom King on Grooving Movies every Monday. Can you dig it? Okay, welcome to episode 26 of Movie Bong. It's episode 26, Mike. It is. You just said it twice. I did, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. So, what is it? Episode 26? It is episode 26. Now, we wanted to talk about some movies that we've seen uh, recently. You know, not involved with the theme this week, but just some stuff that we've seen. Because uh, I've been to the cinema a lot in the last week. Yes? Have you? Well, I've been to see uh, Ready or Not. I've seen Ad Astra, and last night we went to see Angel Has Fallen. Well, yes, and we'll be getting to that mm-hmm. um, within the meaty filling of the podcast, of, to- <laughs> of today's episode. The meaty because, filling of the podcast. Uh, yes, yes. If this podcast was a steak and ale pie. Do you think, because I would have, I thought, if anything, like, we're, we're a vegan Greg's sausage roll, do you not think? Speak for yourself, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a meaty, meaty pie a scotch egg even meat breadcrumbs and egg inside um so yeah <laughs> you said you saw ad astra yeah well i've been to see a lot of films it's just like I've, I've never been to see uh three films in the cinema in a week for a very long time right uh you know and uh i've been excited to go to the cinema in all three occasions i haven't left happy on all three <laughs> but uh ready or not i've been looking right. forward to seeing for a very long time Okay, yeah. So like, you saw Ready or Not as well. Ready yeah, not. yeah. Um, Which is the... Yeah, tell us a little bit about that if people don't know what that is. Well, I think like people must have seen the trailers, right? Because I've seen nothing but this trailer for the last few months. Uh, you know, it's got one of those beautiful premises. Uh, it's uh, The setup is that uh, a girl uh, marries into a very wealthy family. And on the evening of their wedding night, uh, they have to play a game. It's sort of like a family tradition. Um and the family turn out to be murderous cunts right. uh, who try to murder their son's new wife before dawn. In like a sort of twisted game of hide and seek. Exactly that. Um, and the uh, main star is Samara Weaving, who is Hugo Weaving's uh, niece. Yeah. Now, when I first saw the first trailer, like the first time, I thought it was Margot Robbie. Well, she's very similar. Margot well, Robbie was from Neighbours. Well, I kind and she's from Home and Away. Well, I kind of get the feeling that they've done her makeup to make her look a bit more like Margot Robbie than she already naturally does. Yeah. Well, they're both they're both Australian. They're both from uh, daytime soaps. They're quite similar. Um, her being a Margot Robbie doppelganger aside, I think she's fantastic in it. I'd love to see her in more stuff. Uh, she really brings personality to this uh, lead role. Uh, very funny. A lot of humour. 
Yes, I haven't seen it, but um, I really want to. And, and I think she she makes quite an iconic little horror figure in the wedding dress with like a... Yeah. What's she holding? What weapons she uses? I, I don't know. She's... There, there are various, various. weapons. Well, that sounds the... good to me. Yeah, various <laughs> weapons. Uh, so there's good gore, some comedy in this. Is there? Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I was quite surprised because I thought I was going to see predominantly a thriller, uh, but it actually plays much more as a black comedy. Right. Um, now, in my personal opinion, I think it's at its best when it's doing uh, thriller stuff, when it's being a horror, um, but it does lean towards comedy more. Um, I don't think the jokes are as strong as they think they are. I, you know, I enjoyed the film. I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I was going to because, it, you know, on on watching the trailer, it did really seem like my kind of thing. Uh, but overall, it is a great film and people should totally go and see it. I will, when I get the chance. Surprisingly, though, yeah, I enjoyed Ad Astra more and I didn't think I would. Well, that's what I'm thinking. When you're saying Ready or Not, Ready or Not looks like something I will really enjoy. Ad Astra just doesn't it looks a bit like interstellary kind of thing i I, i'm not really into that boring po-face sci-fi film i mean i was a fan of interstellar i know not everyone was but what i will say in support of ad astra is it isn't quite as it doesn't go quite for like the the philosophical stuff in the same way that interstellar does or it's not it's not weighted on that stuff ad astra is actually when you look at the script is is a series of action set pieces uh there is some sort of you know chin scratching and sci-fi pondering but overall it's still an action film right so it is an action film it's yeah. not more like a sort of slow arrival kind of sci-fi I mean, I can't say it isn't that. Like, it does have those elements. All I'm saying is, like, there are a, there is a lot of action in it. That does, yeah, that encouraged me to see it because I did think it was going to be more like that sort of arrival. I found arrival boring. I liked it, but I liked the calligraphy shit in it, but it just bored me. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I, I really enjoyed Arrival, but I can see why it bored a few people. To be honest, I did see a lot of people quite bored in my Ad Astra <laughs> film showing. But, like... I don't know if you get this, like, Ad Astra was the first time in a very long time that I've sat in the cinema with absolute twats. Right. Um, like, there was this guy next to me who, who yawned four times, but, like, it, was, <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't just a yawn. It was, a, it was obnoxious. It was a loud yawn. It was sort of, you know, it was, it was between a yawn and Chewie from Star Wars sneezing. It was like a... Arr! Like that. Yeah, a bit like that. Like, like a... Like that, like four times throughout the film. Right. And he was clearly pissed. And they came in about 15 minutes late. Oh, fuck off. I hate that. And then he like, he'd like, he whispered to whoever he was with at one point. He's like, oh, it's a bit fucking slow, this. <laughs> and I thought like, you've, you've just seen... Brad Pitt fall off the top of the world and just sort of like skydive down to the... F- I don't know, like yeah. like he said it was really slow after like a really huge epic right. action event <laughs> sequence. Should he have not gone to see Last Blood or something instead? Yeah. Or Angel Has Fallen. Maybe he would have preferred one of those films. <laughs> to be fair, you know, Last Blood takes its time a little bit. Yeah, but it's not very long. <laughs> so it's strange. <laughs> 
<laughs> that it takes its time. But, um, to be fair, not everyone that's listening to this uh, will have heard us talk about Last Blood because uh, our last episode, our episode about Rambo, is our is our poorest performing <laughs> episode ever. I think like seven people have listened to it. Yeah, it's, it's quite good. We're just talking about Rambo, and I know that might not be everybody's cup of tea, but I, 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 I compel you to listen to it. Uh, check it out. It's it's, it's funny. Um, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, but we—that was another film we saw recently in the cinema: uh, Rambo: First Blood and Rambo: Last Blood. Yeah, the the cinema is taking a lot of my money at the moment. <laughs> it's it's a it's a healthy time for the cinema business. Yes. Well, I'm I'm heading there this weekend. I'm spending my weekend in the cinema going to Grimfest. Yeah, t- uh, tell us a little bit about this. It's a horror movie festival, um, yearly festival. It's always on in Manchester. People may know it. Uh, it's called Grimfest. And uh, they show independent um, new horror movies from mm-hmm. all over. Um, and they have the filmmakers there and stuff. And um, yeah, it's just a cool little horror movie festival. And I'm volunteering there on the, on well, every evening, I think. There's uh, one film that I'm particularly interested in going to see. I might try and catch the showing of it on Sunday. Uh, it's starring uh, Lupita, I forget her last name, from no, uh, Us. Or, uh, yes, from Us and Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Um, little Monsters, that's called. It's a little uh, romantic zombie comedy. <laughs> yeah, it looks really interesting. It does. It looks fun. Um, I think that's on That's the later films on the last night, Sunday night, 9pm Sunday. Um, I get a free pass volunteering, so I'm going to be there in the daytime as well. There's a film on in the morning on one of the days with Robert Patrick called Tone Deaf, uh, which is meant to be quite good, sort of uh, American right-wing horror thing, um, satire. looks quite good. Um, there's also an Irish um comedy horror called Extraordinary um, about this uh, lonely Irish driving instructor who can see ghosts and uh, <laughs> often, often gets hassled by the community, the old people, to like you know get in touch with ghosts. And she doesn't like it. But then uh, this American uh, ex-rock and roll star and Satanist played by Will Forte, the American comedian, yes. uh, comes to the town and tries to raise hell, basically, and she has to stop him. So that looks really good. Uh, and there's a load of other films. And yeah, uh, the Saskia Sisters remake of David Cronenberg's uh, 70s hit, Rabid. Rabid? Yeah. Rabid? Rabid. 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 <laughs> Rabid. Uh, so that looks interesting. Yeah. No, like all, a Body lot horror. of interesting stuff there at Grimfest this year. It seems yeah. quite a surprising, uh, surprisingly impressive program. So that's on in Deansgate, the Odeon, the... Uh, Great, Great Northern. Northern. Yeah, Great Northern, the Odeon there. Uh, so in screen one all weekend from Thursday. Cool. Well, let's uh, let's get into uh, the meaty filling of uh, this week's uh, episode. We've recorded a nice little intro for you. Uh, enjoy. A presidential pie. <laughs> The President of the United States is one of the most powerful political positions on the planet. The President directs the executive branch of the federal government and is the Commander-in-Chief of the United States Armed Forces. Quite frankly, there is no one more respected, more loved, more virtuous. I would bomb the 
out of them. They're rapists. Like to punch him in the face, I'll tell you. Okay, some of that was a lie. But there is one place where the president is still considered a symbol of poise and dignity. The cinema. Over the years, the President of the United States has consistently been one of the most worked roles in cinema history, played by everyone from Terry Crews to Joan Rivers, Chris Rock to Harrison Ford, Charlie and Martin Sheen to Dennis and Randy Quaid. Earlier iconic portrayals of the President include Peter Sellers in Doctor Strangelove in 1964 and Henry Fonda in multiple films across the 60s and 70s. The man to play the president on the big screen more than anyone else is star of Beverly Hills Cop 1 and 2, Ronnie Cox. Whilst the role has been popular throughout the decades, it was the 90s that most utilised the US head of state. Appearing in everything from comedy caper Dave to airborne action thriller Air Force One. In more recent years, we have seen presidents battle head-to-head -head at the box office, such as back in 2013 when Channing Tatum's White House Down was released in the exact same week as Gerard Butler's Olympus Has Fallen. Both films follow troubled Secret Service agents as they attempt to protect the president during a terrorist assault on the White House. Despite the superior cast, White House Down struggled to make its mark. Meanwhile, Olympus Has Fallen has gone on to spawn two sequels, London Has Fallen and Angel Has Fallen, the latter of which is in cinemas now. So, in 2019, whilst the president may be a fool in reality, he's still Morgan Freeman in the cinema. That's right, this week we're doing presidents. Presidents in film, presidents. Because we are American, and this is America. <laughs> exactly. We are, we, are, we are patriots. <laughs> we believe in our country. Uh, we will fight for it. Now, obviously, we're in the UK, and there is so much to talk about here politically. Yeah. Um, we could have done one about British politics. Um, we could have done one about... But well, there's not many prime ministers in movies, really. You know, there? there's like Hugh Grant in Love Actually, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes, obviously there. Are, we, yeah, we know there are more, and but but like we've been wanting to do sort of presidents. They're, they're a big thing in Hollywood movies. There's something about a president, like you know, I think I think because I think films themselves, it it is quite a Western art form. It is quite an Americanized art form, and you know. The president is the king of the Americans, so it does <laughs> does make sense that he has he sort of carries this mythological quality uh, in cinema. Yeah, now I think like we could do stuff about we were thinking about doing stuff about Brexit, about mm -hmm. politics. There's so much to do. There's about... plenty of time to <laughs> talk yeah. about Brexit, mate. <laughs> yeah, Halloween's coming up, which is when <laughs> it's kicking off, so you never know. Um, we could have a whole apocalyptic Brexit episode. <laughs> we'll see. But um, yeah, today's episode, Presidents. So what did we watch as research? Well, we've seen arguably too many films <laughs> to <laughs> yeah. research for this one. Uh, let's start with uh, the film Dave. Yes, from 1993, right? This was one that I loved as a kid. 
And I used to watch it. It was one of those kind of films that was always on a Saturday night on ITV. I'm glad you brought it to my attention because I'd never really seen this film. And it, it's delightful. <laughs> it is. Um, it's Kevin Klein uh, plays uh, this man called Dave. Uh, hence the title mm-hmm. uh, not the TV channel nothing to do with that no <laughs> um, this guy called Dave who looks really 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 like the President of the United States mm-hmm. at that time and so yeah Kevin Klein plays both the President and Dave President uh, First Lady is played by Scorny Weaver yep. she's very good in this film uh, and so is Kevin Klein um, and basically so Kevin Klein has to sort of take over from the President when the President's it becomes ill suddenly. Yeah, it becomes ill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And his aides, uh, not not aides. He doesn't have aides. <laughs> I need this to come up when we're talking about presidential aides. Right. Yeah. Presidential aides, like the people helping the president, not like he had presidential aides. Presidential a- aides just sounds like you've got like really good <laughs> aides, like, doesn't it? Really posh aides. Um, no, I think the president has a stroke in this while having sex with Laura Linney. But. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so so yeah so that's the sort of premise but then it's a premise for sort of uh, for a normal guy the, the normal guy off the street to become president and kind of what if that happened and he uh, eventually he sort of like he just becomes a better president than the president <laughs> himself that's sort of like the yeah. the gag so it's a bit like uh, the kind of King Ralph I don't know if you've seen King Ralph yeah um, is uh, John Goodman accidentally becomes like King of Britain <laughs> it's just uh so it's similar vibe to that but this is the this is the bit less rough around the edges this is a bit more stylized this is so f- sort of feel good um what i love about this is like how, how gentle it is i feel like uh comedies aren't made like this at all anymore like if if this film was made now uh kevin klein like his character would be played by you know seth rogan and like <laughs> there'd be loads of like just unnecessary cum jokes in yeah. it you know oh, like it, it, it you know like uh his first day he'd be sat in the oval office and someone would walk in on him having a wank and he'd like <laughs> accidentally <laughs> jizz on the first lady of malawi or something like that whereas this film is much more like it, it's just nice it's wholesome it's uh but but that doesn't take away from the comedy it's still funny so are we talking like a Seth Rogen stoner comedy called <laughs> All the President's Bongs, <laughs> which is a reference to 70s movie All the President's Men, starring Robert Redford and uh, Dustin Hoffman, about uh, Nixon being a bastard. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, that could work. Maybe we'll pitch it. Um, but Dave is, yeah, it's a kind of gentle kind of comedy they used to make in the 90s, nearly 90s. Um, it's got a great supporting cast, Sigourney Weaver, Ben Kingsley, mm-hmm. um, Frank Langell is very good in it mm-hmm. um, as the uh, treacherous uh, presidential aide. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I was glad this held up because it's like films like this. You remember in your youth, and you're not sure if they hold up or anything. But this was this was good, and I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, like uh, yeah, it it you, it's definitely watchable now. Yeah, which, you know you can't say for <laughs> a lot of comedies made in the early '90s. Yeah, it's a nice like Sunday afternoon or or nice evening. Sit back and just chill out and relax with President Dave, <laughs> played by Kevin Klein. 
He's he's quite he's a bit like Steve Martin in this. He actually looks a bit like him in <laughs> He's an interesting actor. Yeah, he's he's a little bit like a cross between like Steve Martin and John Hamm. Yeah. At times. Yes. I love Kevin Klein though. He's fantastic in Fiscal Wonder. Very charismatic, but I don't think given enough uh, opportunities on screen, particularly not as a lead. No, and he did get Best Supporting Actor Oscar, I think, for Fiscal Wonder. Wow. Um but then so Cuba Gooding Jr. got Best Supporting Actor for uh, Jerry Maguire and you know, he's similar careers. <laughs> yeah, but Cuba's just an OJ, and that was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I love Dave. There we go. Not the channel, <laughs> not the channel, the film about now, the president. Now, the nineties was uh, it was it was a big decade for presidents on the big screen. Uh, we watched another film made in the same year as Dave. Yes, uh, called In the Line of Fire. Yes, now people may know this, Clint Eastwood movie, um, another film I used to watch on TV, the kind of film that would be on about nine o'clock on ITV on a Saturday night, um, and this was uh, this is what I always sort of remembered Malkovich for being introduced to John Malkovich, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I'd always, like growing up, I used to watch uh, with my dad and stuff a lot of Clint Eastwood movies, so the Westerns, and then stuff like Dirty Harry, um, and so I was used to Clint Eastwood, but then Malkovich uh, plays the villain in this film. He's he's a man who's trying to assassinate uh, the president and make sure that Clint Eastwood's uh, bodyguard guy knows about it. And he's very good in this film, and he's a proper psycho in it. It's quite funny, because, I mean, to me, uh, watching this film now, I mean, it was a bit of a struggle at, <laughs> at points. It has dated yes. somewhat. Comparing it to Dave, it, it, it's, yeah, it's dated more. I think the issue is it's um, it has such a intense melodrama at the heart of it that is played very seriously in the film, but like it, it does come across as a bit silly now. Like it, those kind of thrillers were like that, weren't they, in the nineties? You know, like like the the tie in where like he's he's JFK's bodyguard and he he's he the reason guilty. jfk yeah <laughs> like he feels guilty for jfk's death it it's such a i don't know it's such a contrived backstory yeah and he's yeah clint eastwood's a bit he's, he's a little hammy in this and he's a bit like um when he tries to do particularly the romantic stuff with yeah. uh, Rene russo who's solid <laughs> yeah she is good in it um it hasn't dated as well but i think malkovich puts in a great performance Really? Yes, he's good in this, apart from his disguises. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was going to say, his, particularly his first disguise is very silly. It reminds me of Benicio Del Toro when he's pretending to be uh, mentally disabled in, in The Pledge. Oh, yes, didn't, uh, in the words of Ben Stiller, um, didn't Bene- Benicio Del Toro go full retard in that? Yeah, he did. It's 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 very sad. <laughs> but um, in the line of fire is that kind of nineties thriller you come to expect. But it's 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 tense in places, and you know it, it's exciting in places. It one thing that's quite uh, I think quite obvious looking back on cinema now is seeing. Uh, you know, seeing the opportunities that Clint Eastwood was being given even back then. I mean, like, he was old back then. I can't believe that he's starring in films now at the age of 90. Well, he's meant to be run down and a bit ill in this film, but he does look fucking old. He's meant to look old in it, but... 
he, he does look old, and like uh, I, I don't think that he does keep up very well. And, and <laughs> that there aren't times uh, at any point in this film where he looks sort of like fit and capable of his of his job. But then you, you kind of think about like how many. Uh, you know how few actresses would be given those opportunities like later in life or or any opportunities even even similar to i mean like the only women that are even in this movie are you know Rene Russo who are are considerably younger and more attractive than all of the men <laughs> yeah. that they're surrounded by and it's yes. uh i don't know like uh, looking back on it now with 2019 lenses it you know yeah, I mean... Full of sexism, innit? <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, two cool things about this film for me. Uh, his little fucking... He makes like a little plastic, a wooden gun or something, like a weird gun. I always like that. Yeah, that is quite cool. Because <laughs> it, it's sort of like 3D printing before 3D printing. He sort of like creates this little makeshift... Yeah. And it's got interesting little notions about assassination. It's, it's an interesting sort of president assassination movie. Uh and the other thing I find interesting about this film is the fact that it is a movie about the president, but he's the president isn't really in it. He's not played by a big actor or anything. He's mm-hmm. barely... I don't think he has any lines in it. He's just sort of seen in places and, and ushered out of places. Yeah. But I like that about this film, that it is all about the assassination of a president, but you don't really, um, you know, get to know the president in any way. I think my favourite bit in in the movie is uh, at the end uh, where <laughs> where Clint Eastwood is desperately trying to find uh, the terrorist John Malkovich. Uh, and all he has is a photo of John Malkovich's face. And he's looking around a room looking for John Malkovich's face. And he keeps looking at John Malkovich's face because John Malkovich is in the room. He's just over there. Yeah, and John Malkovich has a face. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's dressed like John Malkovich. <laughs> he looks exactly like John Malkovich. With his face. And there's just people <laughs> running around going like, we're looking for a man that looks exactly like John Malkovich. And they can't seem to be able to spot John Malkovich. Yeah. He he's has, right there. Yeah, and he has John Malkovich's face on. <laughs> he's ba- he is basically like... It's not an exaggeration. He is doing a Clark Kent to yeah. Superman disguise. Yeah. He has put on some glasses. He has combed his hair. And they can't find the fucker. There's a lot of people around. He blends in. I mean, not that Malkovich <laughs> would blend in anywhere. <laughs> um, yeah, so this film was directed by German director Wolfgang Peterson, who directed Das Boot. Mental. A favourite of ours. We uh, talked about it in um, uh, an old uh, podcast episode. I believe uh, DIY SOS the movie. It was that episode. Yes, it was about sort of historical epics and Sunday afternoon dad movies, that kind of thing. Das Boot is fantastic. One of the greatest films arguably ever made. It really is. (laughs) I am appalled that this is what (laughs) someone who created Das Boot has gone on. to. Like You know, it's quite a step down. Now, well, yeah, I mean, this is him going Hollywood. Now, years later, I think in sort of 97, he would revisit the action president uh, genre with uh, Air Force One. Now, I do quite like Air Force One. I never liked Air Force One. I was always more into stuff like In the Line of Fire. I don't know. Um, But Air Force One, you've got Harrison Ford plays the president Mm -hmm. and... um, Gary Oldman is some sort of terrorist, isn't he? And then he gets him on a plane. It's a bit like Die Hard on a plane. Yeah. Uh, which, which is Die Hard too. Which is passenger. <laughs> yeah. Which is also Passenger Fifty Seven. <laughs> um, my favorite out of all those mentioned is Passenger Fifty Seven. Always bet on black. 
Wesley Snipes, doesn't matter. Um, but uh, Air Force One was, uh, yeah, interesting. And that was one where the president was one of the rare movies where the president is the main, main star. Yeah. Because a lot of these films, um, the president is just is sort of a co-star, an ensemble piece. Mm-hmm. Independence Day, uh, Mars Attacks. Uh, in the Adam Sandler film Pixels, um, <laughs> for some reason Adam Sandler's character's best mate is Kevin James, who is also just happens to be the president. This is a terrible plot point that basically ruins that film. If you know that film's about oh yeah, because other than that, <laughs> that film is fucking watertight. <laughs> All right, but that, that's just the worst thing about it. But yeah, um, so there we go. Uh, Air Force One and in in the Line of Fire, both Wolfgang Peterson films, both better than Das Boot. I mean, no, no, I'm joking. Das Boot is a fucking masterpiece. <laughs> Uh, so let's move on to, you know, one of the finest trilogies of modern cinema. <laughs> uh, it all it all starts with uh, Olympus Has Fallen. Olympus Has Fallen. Now, what do we even call this trilogy? Is it the Has Fallen trilogy? Yeah, I think people refer to it as the Fallen trilogy. The Fallen okay. trilogy. I think so. Um, so this is uh, Gerard Butler plays... A guy called Mike Banning. Mm-hmm. Mike Banning. Who's like this special ops action bastard kick-ass man. Um, who's got a, a drink and drugs problem because... Prescription drugs. You know, you have to. If, if it's a movie these days and your main character doesn't have a whiskey at the end of a day or have, like, pills in those little orange pots, then is it even a film? Because- yeah, yeah. I mean, his addiction gets discovered more in the third film, but uh, gets, you know, explored more. But uh, in this one... Um, he's, yeah, he's this guy, and then, um, the White House gets taken by, is it Koreans? Terrorists? Yeah, Yeah, it is, yes. Uh, North Korea, yeah. Yes. I believe. Uh, Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, this is a bit politically clumsy, this film, it's all a bit over the place, but you've got this action star, Mike Banning, has to single-handedly basically take on, uh, all these people, who just suddenly straight away in the film just start shooting basically everyone around the White House or in the White House just to get at Aaron Eckhart, who plays the president in this one. Yes. Uh, now, this one is this one's pretty gory. I preferred... Uh, like, like I enjoyed uh, this film as far as you can enjoy it. <laughs> yes, because I remember you turning around to me uh, before the first half hour, within like the first 20, 25 minutes, saying, mm. I think this film needs to calm down. <laughs> because, um, and I, you know, this is a compliment. It does, it starts like straight away and it really gets into it. It is essentially Die Hard, uh, you know, in the White House. And there is another film just like that we will get to. Um, but this one, uh, straight away, it's just gunfire, 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 bullets. I've never seen so many bullets in a film. Yeah, because obviously, I mean, this did come out the same week as White House Down. And right. like that is so tame in comparison to this. I mean, this, like, people's faces are, are genuinely being removed from their necks. Yes. White House Down was a very similar film, just like that, again, Die Hard in the White House. But this time with Channing Tatum as a character called John Cale. Yeah. Who... <laughs> Not to be confused with the, the bass player from the Velvet Underground. <laughs> yeah. All the way through, people are asking him like, oh, so you co-founded the Velvet Underground? <laughs> no, no, wrong John Cale. No, they're not, but 
Um, <laughs> he's in that, and Jamie Foxx is the president. He's in that one, and uh, they're very similar. But I'm more—I'm an Olympus has fallen man. I think most people were Olympus has fallen did much better at the box office. It didn't necessarily perform that much better than it, but it did cost less to make. Yeah, and it's just sort of funny. I think intentionally and unintentionally. Um, there's a big thing about hydration in these movies. Um, Mike Banning, who I've, is one of my great movie heroes at the moment, <laughs> Mike Banning, played by Jared Butler, drinks a lot of water. Um, there's a moment where he sits down and he just sort of necks like a massive jug of water and then just says, like, I'm thirsty as fuck or something. It, it's the best bit in the film. And like, it's <laughs> just like, why did they write that bit? And, or did he just ad-lib it? Or what is, it was just bizarre. But then I think it was so funny that they make a joke out of the three films for the rest of the franchise. He just is always hydrated. He always wants water. He does ask about <laughs> glasses of water quite a lot. And he does... Uh, <laughs> He does comment on how <laughs> hydrated or dehydrated he is at any one point. Uh, but yeah, it's a, re- it's a really funny moment. It's really strange. It really stands out in the film because the rest of it is such like, a, it's a taut sort of uh, action piece uh, where you're just watching choreographed action all the time. And then there's suddenly just like, there's this break and uh, he's just sort of like ad-libbing about <laughs> necking a glass of water. Yeah. Um, and he's, you know, dragging Aaron Eckhart around and in like White House Dan, he's dragging Jamie Foxx around mm-hmm. um, but White House Down is so much like Die Hard he's even got a white sh- uh, vest the the villains are very similar yeah um, and he does he just John Cale doesn't keep hydrated as much as Mike Banning <laughs> does and it just annoyed me throughout the film I was like Mike Banning knows when to keep hydrated at all times yeah. whilst killing foreign people yeah I, I almost expected Channing Tatum to complain of having a headache in the yeah. final act yeah yeah, you know, um, which obviously Mike Banning would never do. <laughs> so uh, Mike Banning, through hydra- hydration and uh, kick arsery, uh, became the more successful character and went on for a sequel, London Has Fallen. We yeah. wa- we watched that as well and don't really remember it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we basically have zero recollection of the. F- I believe he went to London in London Has Fallen. He goes to London. I know that with uh, Aaron Eckhart, and they get involved in another. You know, were there thing. drones? I think there were drones. There's always drones. There's drones in the third one. Drones, drones are a big thing at the moment. People fucking love drones. Spider-Man, there's fucking drones in that. But the drones start, like, attacking Morgan Freeman in, yes. in the final two yes, um, ones. Um, so Morgan Freeman's, like, the vice president or something in the films, or, or and then he becomes the president, I think, in um, the third one, which is uh, Angel Has Fallen. Yeah. Which we saw last night. In an almost empty cinema. Yeah, it was us and, and two other uh, <laughs> sad, <laughs> lonely people. And uh, it was terrible. I thought it was absolutely <laughs> terrible. A late showing, late nights with Mike Banning, um, which I think is a TV well, show. Well, I, I wasn't expecting much, but I, I really did think the third one was awful. <laughs> Well, I, I don't know. I, I still enjoyed it because I enjoy Mike Banning. I enjoyed uh, exploring his life a bit more, his dark secrets, his health problems, his dad, played by Nick Nolte, a, pl- uh, a pleasant um, addition to the there, franchise. There were funny bits. Nick Nolte was great. Yes. Uh, the thing that I couldn't get past with this film was it felt like uh, they kept just like stealing bits from 
like you know iconic action films and sort of like putting them together as one film you mean like white house down did <laughs> <laughs> exactly like yeah, white house yeah. down did uh white house down is essentially just die hard whereas this third one this uh, this um angel has fallen uh that we watched last night it felt like in parts uh the bodyguard yeah. Uh, and then uh, halfway through, it just turns into Indiana Jones: The Last Crusade, mm-hmm. um, uh, where it's got like you know the dynamic between him and his dad. Yeah. And another Ford film, The Fugitive, a bit. The Fugitive, yeah, it's framed. it's totally The Fugitive. Um, it's just such a paint by numbers film. It's that classic sort of action hero is framed, and then everyone turns against him. His government turns against him. Blah blah blah, and he has to you know claim it. He has to get his innocence and prove his innocence. But it, it's not quite as. Because Morgan's in a Funny, coma. Is it? <laughs> There's drones. Morgan's in a coma. It's really serious. And then uh, it, it's villain I do quite like. I like Danny Houston. He's in a lot of things at the moment. Yes. He is good. But for me, they forgot to sort of add the muscle. He didn't have like uh, an enemy that was, you know, a physically intimidating presence all he had to fight was you know old man danny houston (laughs) yeah there was some good explosion scenes and stuff there wasn't as much i think in the first films you'd been used to um mike banning really getting down and dirty and 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 having huge fist fights and stuff and smashing people's faces in and stuff (laughs) and he did do quite a fair bit of that um but yeah, I mean, Danny Houston, he's he's kind of like a renter villain, renter actor for anything these guys. He's in every he superhero in film. He's in, he's always, and if he's a mate of someone, you know not to trust him. You know what I mean? He's in a lot of TV as well. Yeah. Um, so, you, you know, you're just, you're just never not seeing this guy's face. So yeah. it, it never, it, you know, it doesn't feel like a, a big event going and seeing him as, as the lead bad guy <laughs> yeah. in the cinema. Um we were about to leave, and there's a very strange credits, extra credit sequence, almost like a Marvel film in this film. I mean, I, I <laughs> genuinely still can't believe that the final sequence of Angel Has Fallen <laughs> happened. Like, it, it, you you might be listening to this thinking that we're exaggerating. The, the final sequence of Angel, Angel Has Fallen is one of the most batshit things I have ever seen in the cinema, <laughs> ever, and made me laugh. Like, like cry laughing harder than anything I've ever seen in the cinema. I did not expect it. Um, I, you know, I don't really want to spoil yeah, it. I yeah. want to kind of leave it for people. Yeah. I want to leave this intrigue. Uh, basically, last night we went to see a movie at the cinema, which should have been a straight-to-DVD, straight-to-on-demand movie uh, that takes itself very seriously. And then it has a two-minute sequence at the end that is fucking ludicrous. <laughs> Yeah, and it's just strange that they just filmed like this extra, like almost. It, it's a almost. It, it's almost like one of those, like like the blooper reels at the end of a Pixar movie. <laughs> yeah, but it just doesn't fit in this film. But so I'm just saying, if you do go see this film, or it might not be in cinemas anymore. It's it's been out for a little while, but it's 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 still out in some cinemas. If you do see it, or or if you're watching it at home, don't turn it off straight away. Wait a minute or two for this scene to come on. Yeah. <laughs> Because because I was dozing off during last night, uh, watching this film last night, because it was a late showing. It didn't start till like 11, and mm. I was dozing off. And I thought generally at the end I was dreaming that this happened. <coughs> yeah. But you saw it as well. I did. <laughs> it happened. So uh, the best thing about Angel Has Fallen is the scene after the film is finished. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. 
watch it. Check it out, kids. I imagine we're going to see this film on demand quite soon as well. I think they're probably going to rush this out. So, like, keep an eye out for it on on demand on you know netflix and on prime uh, also i'd like to mention before we go into the next section a movie that we've recently reviewed is on netflix now i'd highly recommend watching it and that film is mr right yes sam rockwell and anna kendrick yes i think we talked about possibly this in our rom-com episode mm-hmm. yeah this is a fantastic little action rom-com it's great it's it's like halfway through it turns into almost a sort of comedy john wick it's 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 got great fighting in it it shows sam rockwell as as a you know a good potential action star it's about a hitman it's very gross point blank but it actually delivers on the action in parts yes and what is the guy from wu-tang yes the rizza from wu-tang i think this is genuinely uh (laughs) his best performance that i've seen him do yeah he's just got a small role in it so he comes in it towards the end but he's very good in it um and yeah everyone's very good in it um, yeah yeah tim roth's the villain but that's a film that i would definitely recommend mr right and it's on netflix now yeah is there anything else has dropped on amazon or netflix we need to recommend i watched in the shadow of the moon the other day and i recommend everybody does not watch it <laughs> <laughs> i watched on <laughs> we'll avoid that then <laughs> michael c hall in that film. yeah and i i really like him as a performer he's barely in it all right well Fair enough. Um, uh, I, I watched on Amazon a film called Upworld, which is also named a gnome called Norm, which is uh, about a cop played by nerd actor Michael Anthony C. Hall, mm-hmm. um, who uh, teams up with a mythical gnome who looks like, you know, the Gelflings from Dark Crystal. I do. He looks like a Gelfling, but like a homeless one on crack. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, he's called Norm, or he's a, he's a gnome, or as he says, a gnome, because apparently we say it wrong. Uh, and <laughs> he's on like a mythical quest, but he accidentally like witnesses a murder. So then the cop has to like use him as a witness. And uh, <laughs> It's directed by... Special effects wizard Stan Winston. Yeah, this kind of intrigues me. Uh, no, no, no. What did he do? Like um, Pumpkinhead, he directed. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, and he's just done the special effects for tons and tons of big movies and horror movies. Um, but this film is weird. It was a massive flop, and it's strange, and it's yeah, very unusual. There's about like twenty people like operate and play this little puppet i think they, they put too many like robotics and shit into his face it's just all creepy his eyebrows are weird it's just this fucking weird <laughs> it sounds a bit like a like troll 2 almost it, it's similar like he could be in a similar world um but yeah if you're into like strange weird films and uh, oddities and like weird cop pairings uh, i recommend this it's on amazon um we could do a whole episode about buddy cops or like weird cop pairings there's a Whoopi goldberg film called theodore rex where she's teamed up with a dinosaur yeah <laughs> and remember if you have any recommendations for themes that you'd like us to do on this show uh tweet us uh, or find us on facebook and uh you know hunt us down well that sounds sinister hunt us down <laughs> Yeah, like, like... No, I'm no, I'm challenging people. If you think you can hunt us down, hunt us down. Like Rudger Hauer did to Ice-T in the movie Surviving the Game, which we discussed <laughs> on this podcast. Yeah. Hunt us down, bitches. Okay. We are back. Are we? Yeah. We're in the White House, pitching. Oh, yeah. To uh, Congress. No? Are really? they in the White House? Who's in the White House? President. Yeah, lives the pre- there. yeah, the president's in the White House. And his family live there. Who else lives in the White House? 
shitloads of people. How many people live in the White House? I don't think that many people live in the White House. I also think that it's, it's, it's optional for him to live in the White House. Okay. Donald like, Trump. He doesn't always live there as well. You know, because he's on the move a lot. He's on the moon. Oh, he's on the move. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Donald Trump uh, is our current president. Yeah. Um, he's been in movies. He's been in Home yeah. Alone 2. Um, yeah, he, I mean, he's a movie star. <laughs> yeah, he's a TV star. Um, you know, he's a, reality a reality star. Reality TV Because he is star. a star of our reality. Yeah, I, and, and The Apprentice. Yeah, yeah, and reality program. Uh, He was in The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Loads of TV shows. I think he's in a Whoopi, Gold fil- Whoopi Goldberg film, actually, called Eddie. Um, a sports comedy. Don't watch it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, Ronald Reagan was an actor. He was president. Yeah. Um, in, in in a sense of the word. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, I, dig- I digress. Um, I've always quite liked uh, uh, some president performances. I, I, I enjoyed uh, Jack Nicholson and Mars Attacks. And mm-hmm. yeah. um, some, yeah, maybe not Kevin James as uh, the president of Pixels. I mentioned that. He's a tit. Uh, in that film uh but i've got uh some ideas of my own okay for uh president movies so um i don't know if you've uh do you know that simpsons uh you troy mcclaw in the simpsons yeah um you know he's always saying like you may remember me from certain films i do uh, one of the films he mentions is uh the president's neck is missing <laughs> and i've always loved the title of that movie <laughs> And I've always thought, I've always wondered, like, what that film would be like. <laughs> um, uh, uh, the president's neck is missing. <laughs> um, so, I mean, th- that that's just inspired me just to come up with some uh, crazy ideas, really, for president movies. Um, <clears throat> and also thinking about uh, the fact that... Um, the president isn't always a lead character. Uh, the fact that, like, in the, in 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 the line of fire, which we discussed earlier, um, the president is barely in it. But yeah. It's all about the president, about the assassination of the president, but uh, he, he's not really in it. Um, so on that note, we've got the invisible president. Okay. <laughs> Steve Martin, the president of the United States of America, accidentally consumes some top secret military invisibility serum uh, mistaking it for like you know fucking Alka-Seltzer or something you know um, <laughs> the hilarity ensues well it starts off as a quirky comedy uh, then I'd like it to like maybe go darker uh, not like Hollow Man um, the Kevin Bacon movie in which he plays a sort of rapey invisible scientist have you seen that <laughs> no. uh, it's, it's yeah it's weird um, but uh, maybe there's a murder I don't know Mary Steenberger Ted Danson's wife plays the first lady Cool. Uh, so I don't know. That could work. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm invisible. Well, where's the president gone? It's weird that you pitched this because th- th- this is a like. I'm half convinced this film already exists. <laughs> like it sounds so plausible. This sounds exactly like a Steve Martin project from the eighties. Like, have you got some sort of like, uh, you know, th- there's got to be um, a state visit from uh, the head of the Russian state, played by like Martin Short. Oh yeah. Oh yes, yes. In a cameo, he's got like uh, loads of like, f- like a f- we were in a fat suit or something. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, yeah. And he's in like a chair and he's all contorted, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and someone has to push him around. Yes, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a film called The Invisible Kid, which I was searching for uh, for a long time, and I found, eventually found it, a car boot sale once on VHS. About an invisible um, goat? No, about... No, <laughs> funny, a kid, I get it. No, just like an American high school kid. Um, but uh, anyway, it was shite. <laughs> so uh, forget that. This will be better than that. Um, anyway, I've got another idea. Mm-hmm. I've got... I'm following this this episode uh well i've got four um so uh now this one uh taking the opposite thing i mean the the, the president isn't in a film enough how about having the president in the film possibly too much and call it all the presidents right Just okay all the presidents yeah, so yeah like a little joke about all, all the president's men but yeah all the presidents the plot of uh i don't know if you've ever seen the film the michael keaton film multiplicity Right, yeah. Where he clones himself. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a film about uh, loads of presidents, like all cloned presidents, right? Okay. <laughs> uh, a crazily... Uh, oh, let's get this. A crazily ambitious presidential aide, presidential aide, uh, and his even more ambitious wife, uh, played by David Hyde Pierce and Catherine Kinnear. Uh-huh, yeah. David Hyde Pierce, Niles from Frasier, yeah, and Catherine yeah. Kinnear from Get Out and Being John Malkovich. Uh, they find alien cloning technology, yeah. um, when they go, they, which they go on to use. Um, yeah, I don't know how they find it. They just accidentally find some, some alien cloning technology. Well, presumably in Area 51. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they go on to use, to, to use that to clone the president um, now, I was originally going to cast the president here as um, Will Smith because right now he's he's I mean he's already been cloned in Gemini Man, yeah. So uh, he could be cloned even more. Uh, but no, I'm going to twist that alternative casting. His fellow bad boys star uh, Martin Lawrence. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we've got Martin Lawrence, and there's shitloads of them. <laughs> As, as is this present. being Martin Lawrence? As no, being well, John Malkovich? Yeah, yeah. Well, Catherine Kinnear connection, maybe. Yeah, uh, maybe a similar tone uh, to ease up on his meet. So to ease up on his media schedules and everything, and everything he has to do, and all countries he needs to go to, they think, okay, well, we'll clone him a few times, uh, and he can send it. He can be in several places at once, mm-hmm. um, and especially if he gets assassinated, then there's loads more presidents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he can do more things, and they think, well, we can pull this off but then i think uh maybe like once they clone him they they maybe they, they accidentally keep cloning or themselves or multiplying i don't know um so anyway so uh yeah to ease up on his yeah it gets out of hand basically loads of presidents tons of presidents bobbing about the place some of them start malfunctioning um <laughs> swearing on live tv appearances uh having sex with people and and things uh they shouldn't uh hurting people maybe some eat people you know wait, you wait, get wait, the wait, idea wait, like these are just things that donald trump actually does this well is i know a this malfunction is a satire. <laughs> of, of his clone this yes, is just yes well, what this he is, does day to day maybe this is the key this is the, you know I'm going to ruffle some feathers with this satire. Um, so things go out of hand. And then to exasperate things, uh, the alien owners of the cloning technology, um, a fierce female alien group of space bounty hunters, played by Lucy Liu, Lady Gaga, and Rebel Wilson. Okay, yes. <laughs> okay, yes. <laughs> so they come down and basically have to clean up. I want them for, like, the new Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlie's Angels. <laughs> um Oh, well, Lucy Liu already was one. Um, so they come down and they have to, like, just basically kill tons of these, like, clones of presidents and just, like, wipe out all these Martin Lawrences, basically. Nice. Um, 
And yeah, maybe there's like a young, uh, like work experience presidential uh, White House kid played by Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. Who maybe, um, maybe he gets seduced by one of the aliens, uh, Lady Gaga. Uh, <laughs> so there's that subplot. Um, okay, the next one. Um, now the next two projects, I just think there should be uh, more films about female presidents. We'll get onto that one next, mm-hmm. uh, and more films about uh, gay presidents. So we need yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. a drama, gay drama, mm-hmm. emotional about president. The Rock is a muscular Schwarzenegger-style actor turned president, politician, president. Are you going to make The Rock gay? Oh, you you bet your sweet right. ass I am. On behalf of the queers, we don't want him. No, well, tough. You're getting him. No, 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 no. Like, like you have to keep him. <laughs> I feel like this is in the contract. Like, the heteros need to keep The Rock. We, well, we don't know what we do with The Rock. We'd probably burn him as a witch. <laughs> I mean, you, we can replace him for a real gay actor if you want. Like, you know, Rupert Everett or, like, um, <laughs> Alan Cummings or something. Uh, they're similar to The Rock. Um, <laughs> anyway, so this is a romantic drama. Just mm-hmm. it's serious here. Rock the, Dwayne, the Rock the Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> 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 a romantic drama about a gay president who feels under pressure to keep his relationship with kindly kindergarten kindergarten teacher Jack Black secret. <laughs> All right, I'm back in. <laughs> I was wavering, but as soon as you've said Dwayne the Rock Johnson is going to fuck Jack Black. I am back on board. Yeah, because people think, oh, he'd probably fuck Kevin Hart. Cause they're coming. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, this is he... much more palatable. Yeah, plus I reckon Jack Black could take it. Uh, he'd kill Kevin. He upholds a fake married relationship, but he's not lying to the first lady, here played by Jada Pinkett Smith. Uh, she knows all about it. She keeps up the facade, uh, much like in her own marriage with Will Smith. <laughs> Just a joke. I have no evidence about that. Um, she keeps up the facade because she can carry on doing charitable work, uh, much like Sigourney Weaver in Dave. That's why she stays married to the evil president in Dave, because she gets to do all this charitable work. Mm-hmm. Also, in this one, Jada Pinkett uh, is a lesbian, and she's going out with a woman from the UN, played by Angelina Jolie. I don't know, mate. That's going to be a real stretch for Jada Pinkett Smith <laughs> to play a lesbian. Oh, was that a little... I was being, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You think she's... I think they're both gay. <laughs> but like, you know, I think, you know, I think Will Smith is a gay and I think Jada Pinkett Smith is a gay. I think they're gay. I think they're, they're, they're each other's beards. But like, I mean, made, it's, it's a kids. popular theory. It's not just me yeah. with a t- tinfoil hat uh, and a rainbow flag. It's, it's a popular theory. <laughs> they did the kids though. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I know loads of gays with kids. Like, my brother's gay, he wants kids. Okay. Right. Well, speak to <laughs> Will and Jada. <laughs> they seem to know all about it. Anyway. Turkey based is a real, Mike. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, that's why my mum has one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so it's, the, your, it's your mum giving birth at this age? No, she just. Cooks turkey. <laughs> um, uh, they are one big alternative family. Um, so, the, you know, they've got kids, everything's fine with them, but it's America and the outer world that has the problem. Uh, if they do at all. You know, I mean, it's, so it's exploring that kind of prejudice. Yeah. Um, Jack Black's just a normal guy, a kindergarten t- teacher. Um, 
So it's a bit like Love Actually, uh, you know, with the relationship yeah. between Martin McCutcheon and Hugh Grant, PM, yeah, and yeah. Um, swearing Cockney woman. Uh, so uh, Martin McCutcheon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is my moment. Um, yeah. Uh, again, I didn't say the title of this film. I don't want to be offensive. Mm-hmm. You know a lot more about your more. <laughs> uh, you're more savvy in the queer community than I. Um, what have you done, Mike? I'd like to call the film President Fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's perfectly reasonable. Thanks. He seems like a fabulous president. <laughs> okay. Um, so there you go. Uh, uh, and one more, because um, I wanted a female president movie. Mm-hmm. I was very eager to, class, to, to cast Sandra Oh as a president. Yeah. But I'm, I've got big plans for Sandra in another podcast. I'm going to keep her in oh. my movie bone pocket Okay. for a while. And by that, he does mean basement. Yes, um, I do like it. <laughs> um, then maybe you should let her out, Mike. Yes, yes, in good time. Um, but first, I just want to pitch, um, well, yeah, female president movie, comedy, in the style of King Ralph or Dave. Who do you get? You get Tiffany Haddish. Um, yes. I'm so, surprised this hasn't been done yet. Exactly. Yeah, well, here's where I twisted a bit. So involving an unlikely normal woman, uh, she's like a petty crook or she's on welfare. She's a layabout. She's a stoner. Uh, she's a con woman. You know, she's she's Tiffany Haddish. She's why, why, you know. Um, she becomes president for some contrived reason. Um, <laughs> uh, she's from the ghetto. She's got a deeply religious, God-fearing mother, played by Wanda Sykes. Um, it's only when her religious mother comes to visit the White House that she triggers something is up and Mm -hmm. she triggers some suspicions that Tiffany's already had since becoming president in the White House because she's noticed some weird goings on. Uh, So basically, um, she's been a bit suspicious. The film takes a dust till dawn sort of gear shift plot twist Uh and you realise that the White House is being run by Satanists. Tiffany Haddish and her mum, Wanda Sykes, then uh, have to um, fight the Satanists uh, in a big, huge uh, finale involving Satan himself. Nice. And loads, loads of massive demons and special effects and shit. What do you think? Yeah, I know. I want to see President Tiffany Haddish fight a demon. Oh, that'll be called Satan's, Satanists Take Washington. <laughs> um, uh, not enough what there's some Washington horror movies actually because I, I thought well vampires in Washington um, there's a B movie it should be called One Hell of a President yes that's good that is good we should actually pitch that one <laughs> this could work um, there's a horror film that my brother was telling me to watch for this I remembered called Werewolf in Washington starring Dean Stockwell from Quantum Leap um where he plays like a presidential aide, uh, he go he gets bitten by a Hungarian werewolf in Hungary, and then he goes over and. Uh, <laughs> was he bitten by a werewolf in Hungary, or was he bitten by a hungry werewolf? The werewolf, uh, yeah, funny. <laughs> the werewolf is hungry, um, and Hungarian. Yeah, yeah, uh, and then he goes and eventually like bites the president. And then you got a werewolf president. So uh, there should be definitely more films like that. And I think... Um, I wonder what, what policies a werewolf president would pass. I don't know. Um, well, I mean... The purge, like every every full moon. And it depends. Probably. Would he be like a, a good president like, you know, when he was human and then suddenly he'd be a werewolf and then he'd be like, oh God, then he put like certain things in then he'd be a human again. And then we're like, well, why'd you do that? Well, I was a werewolf. And every now and then they keep finding like the president naked on the lawn, yeah. you know, sort of like covered in torn clothes. Like they often do with Donald Trump, I imagine. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, and a, a Ukrainian uh, prostitute covered in piss next to him. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just, just, just when when they eventually make the biopic about Trump, um, who would he be played by? What Trump? Yeah. Oh well, it's got to be um, Christian Bale. Christian Bale in a fat suit. Oh yeah, yeah, he can do anyone. Um, or just CGI it like they did with Avatar. <laughs> John C. Riley. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so there's my pictures for president movies. Um, I don't know if you've got a favourite. But uh, I like Hell of a President. Yeah, just named. one Hell of a President uh, seems pretty strong. Uh, what I like about your, your pitches this week is that I can totally see some of them being made. And I'm kind of surprised that some of them haven't been made. Uh, Steve Martin as an invisible president. Right. Like, I, <laughs> I'm convinced that already exists. <laughs> well, it should. Steve, there's still time. Okay, I've got two ideas this week right good i'm sorry i had so many uh no it's fine uh i think my minor you know re- relatively relatively basic ideas uh we'll start with uh with my rom-com nice it's uh very much in the in the style of uh dave yes it's got that that a similar premise yes um but this is uh it, it's more along the lines of uh forrest gump it's uh it's got that sort of like um you know, like that, that, that easy family comedy vibe of films in the late eighties, early nineties. Yes. Uh, the premise is is um, basically uh, there is this uh, kid who grows up to be the president, but the film starts when he's a child, right? And as a child, um, he was uh, he's he's a really really kind person. He's sort of like um he's sort of like a Forrest Gump type, you know, sort of a not all there, but very, very kind and trusting of people and always sees the best in people. You know, sort of like a, a wide-eyed, naive uh, young kid who's excited by the world. Right. Uh, and basically, he, he's playing football as a kid and he gets... Um, uh, he, he has a lot of like trouble at school because he's so trusting and so uh, friendly. Uh, he's taken advantage of quite a lot. And, uh, you know, he isn't... Uh, prepared to see the evils of the world. Uh, so he does sort of get a little bit of stick growing up because of that. Uh, one day he's playing football and he gets knocked on the head and this knock turns him into an absolute bastard, right? And so for the rest of his life, he is, you know, uh, he, he's he's like uh, painfully ambitious and like uh, he's, he's intense and he's aggressive um, and he's nasty and, uh, you know, he, 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 you know, Nice. He's just an absolute motherfucker. Okay. Uh, and because of this new personality trait, right. he happens to become the president of the United States. Right. So he only becomes the president after he's changed. Yeah, yeah. But whilst, he, you know, like for, for the majority of his life, he is an absolute stone cold bitch. And that just means that he he's, he's led into one of the leading positions in office in the entire world. Okay. Uh, now, whilst he becomes president, uh, you know, uh, presidency is going fine. But at some point, he knocks his head again. Shit. Right. Whilst he's in the presidency. Yeah. And this leads him to 
to all of a sudden be kind and generous and trusting of people. And it leads people to see, you know, a president that we've never seen before, a president that treats people like people, you know, in the same way that the, that, that we see like the final act of Dave. Yes. With, with Kevin Klein, he becomes the president that everybody's always wanted, but no one in that position has ever been. Yes. And people think it's the same president that, that they know who is a very uh, harsh president. And he's he wants to shut down all these homeless shelters and shit that yeah. homeless children <laughs> that Sigourney Weaver is really very passionate about mm-hmm. right so carry on well i mean like that's you know it, it the, it's the film about uh about this uh bad president that we've all grown accustomed to we're accustomed to uh really <laughs> <laughs> presidents that you know don't care for people as people and it's about finally seeing uh someone take on that role um I don't know, maybe he gets assassinated. <laughs> yeah. Right. And what about the romantic element, the first lady element in this, or what? Well, I think, uh, you know, uh, he falls in love with uh, someone who isn't the first lady. And obviously, like that, you know, I mean, maybe that's what threatens his career, is that he falls in love with someone outside of this marriage. Does adult, uh, he's an adult, 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 adulterer. Well, you know, his his marriage is failing. It's a marriage right. very much similar to the marriage in Dave, yes. where, you know, they don't like each other. They do it for show. Yes. Um, and so the president finds someone, you know, maybe maybe someone a bit lower down, maybe a, a kitchen staff member. Uh, like Love Actually. Kind of like Love Actually. Yeah. You know, because he's not, uh, th- this new president, after he's been knocked on the head again, he's right. not swayed by political leanings or your yeah. stature in society. He just wants to be with a nice person. Yeah, I like that 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 old trope of uh, movies where you get knocked on the head and then like something happens or you completely change and then you can completely change back again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like Overboard, the Goldie Horn movie. Yes. <laughs> um, there's also a John Waters movie, I think, where Tracy Ullman hits her head and becomes an infomaniac. Um, so we, these things can happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, sounds interesting. Cast. You know, it's a tricky one. It depends what decade this was made and released in. Yes, it does I mean, sound like the era you're talking about, the 80s, early 90s, maybe. At which point, you know, it's an obvious choice for like a Tom Hanks project. Yeah. Goldie Horn. Did Hanks and Horn never? Ooh, that yeah, That would have been yeah. a nice That would have been a great pairing. Um, <laughs> Hanks and Horn. <laughs> Hanks and Horn. Is that, like, <laughs> just like the... Yeah. Like Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, Hanks and Horn. Um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're always in safe hands with Tom Hanks. Yeah. And I'm surprised that has Tom Hanks ever played the president? I don't think that he has. Harrison Ford has, Jack Nicholson has, mm-hmm. Bill Murray has, mm-hmm. uh, tons of people have. Yeah. Has Tom Hanks? I, not off the top of my head, I don't think that played. he has. And I've been looking at a lot of uh, a lot of this on Wikipedia today and it didn't pop out at me. Because there's people who played real presidents, people who played fictional presidents, isn't mm-hmm. there? Like Bill Murray played Roosevelt, was it? Or something? And he's, he's played a member of the president's cabinet in Charlie Wilson's War. Right, yeah. And obviously Forrest Gump, he meets president and stuff. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, one day, maybe, we will see a Hanks president movie. And this could be it. My second idea. Hit me. Right, okay. Um, where do I start with this? It's a pretty simple concept, really. Uh, the concept is Battle Royale with all of the remaining living presidents. I like it. Yeah? 
So all the remaining living presidents. Yeah. So portraying real people in this. Uh, well, fingers crossed. I would actually quite like them to play themselves. Right. So basically you just want to film all the remaining <laughs> living presidents have a big fight. Yeah. Uh, Conga game style. Throw them on a small little island. Yeah. And then give them a weapon each. Yep. Of their choice. The wealthy games. And then they have to fight. And then what does the winner get? Does he get to become president again? Do we have the current, current president? Do we have Trump in there as well? Yeah, well, I was thinking like, uh, I feel like um, it's sort of like set in the near future where uh, America has become sort of like a more of a, a militarized nation. Yes. So a, a bit more like Klingon, like, yeah, you know, they're all about war. Mad Max, I'm thinking. I'm thinking like <laughs> just a bit, you know, people would like, Donald Trump would like big stabby shoulder pads you yeah, know yeah. big knives and stuff on his hands yeah. um i'm thinking like thunderdome and like i think the idea is like yeah you get to be president for one maybe two terms uh but that after that then you have to go to the island, the island yeah <laughs> and it yeah. could just be hawaii they right. just sort of like gutted out hawaii yeah. and turned it into this sort of like uh you know um <laughs> maze runner-esque yeah. obstacle course yeah. where gerald ford uh, tries to yeah. murder George W. Bush with a chainsaw. Yeah. So this would just be, be an alternative sort of satire almost because you couldn't really set it in the future because obviously all these people would be dead. I mean, most of them are still hanging on. They're all old fuckers. Yeah. And there's no... I mean, there's, the, the female cast will be very little in this. Or do we have a separate island? Do we have first, first ladies? ladies? Like in Battle Royale, they have boys and girls in that and the girl parts are arguably more fierce and fucking amazing. Well, how about this? Because uh, okay. I'm I'm a fan of the original uh, Battle Royale, obviously the, the original franchise. Brilliant, brilliant film. What I liked about the original franchise is when they went to the second film, they had a clear idea of how to move the premise along. So how about this first one? It's just the President's Island, but when we progress to the sequel, because I think this idea there's you know there should be more than one film in it. Yes. When we move to the sequel, they're paired up with their first ladies yeah uh in a very much uh battle royal two scenario where if one of you dies uh you're both wearing necklaces the necklace bleeps and then explodes so uh if one of you is killed the other one is also killed at the same time so you've got the Cl the clintons would be fierce they would they would be <laughs> fucking fit it would basically descend into clintons versus obamas very quickly Yes, and maybe they team up with Trump. I mean, they've already killed Epstein, so... Yeah, I just want to um, see Michelle Obama garrot someone. Yeah, Garrot yeah. someone just going like, like, fucking die, you honky bastard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, I, I, I'm going to be rooting for the Obamas here. <laughs> like, are they going to win? Who's going to write the end? Then something will happen. Uh, I'd like to see this, yeah, super violent, gory, like yeah. uh, Turbo Kid mm -hmm. sort of violence, if you've ever seen that, like spraying yeah. blood. Yes. Like out of the faces. Like itchy the killer type Yes. Blood. More violent than Hunger Games. You mm -hmm, know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I need, battle, battle royale violence. I really need Barack Obama to call at least three people crackers in this or I, I, I simply won't go. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that's, a, that's a real deal breaker for me. When I'm pitching this to Hollywood, Barack Obama contractually has to say cracker three times. And, that, and you can't just be talking about crackers. Yeah. You can't just be talking about, you know, I cheese think, and crackers. Yeah, he needs understand. to be talking. We understand your stance on this. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've made myself clear. Um, but, well, yeah, what about one with, like, um, world leaders and, you know, and heads of state and, you know, people like, you know, you know Kim 
um, yeah. Boris. Yeah. Uh, you know. Putin. Uh, <laughs> yes, Putin would be fierce. Yeah. Putin was shirtless, riding a bear with fucking just machetes. Yes. Um, like, Come on! Um, I mean, arguably, we, we've actually just created the ultimate propaganda. Yes, and we've also created the next Mortal Kombat film. (laughs) 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 I can imagine that. Putin, like... (laughs) Finish Trump. Yeah. (laughs) Get Um, over here. But again, like, who do you you root for in that? Who do you win? You know, who do you want to win? I mean, it's it's hard. But I guess the beauty of that film... Hey, mate, mate, snap election, Corbyn wins. I was going to say, Corbyn goes in. Badass Corbyn. Yeah. He comes in as a as a as a late entrance. Fucking, you get the stone cold Steve Austin yeah. glass smash. All of a sudden, Jeremy Corbyn's there. He's got his little communist hat on. He, he's wandering down. He's walking down. He's got what's he got? He's got a bat lift. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jeremy I mean, Corbyn with a bat lift. <laughs> much the beauty of the film, much like Mortal Kombat would be. You know, you'd all have different uh, characters that you'd like, but much like Mortal Kombat or any film like that, you'd have to follow the sort of um, you know, the path that you would have to have some sort of hero or some sort of antagonist or whatever at the end. I can you know? totally see this as well. I can totally see like Putin, he's sort of like got Corbin in a stranglehold and he's like, I own you. And then Corbin, he sneaks out a cheeky little tiny knife out of his boot, stabs him in the neck and he's like, property is theft. Yeah. Yeah. And then right at the end, yeah. uh, Greta Thunberg, <laughs> <laughs> first blood, uh, as she's known to us, turns up and uh, just kills everyone. Oh, really? You think yeah. Greta like takes out Corbin at the end? Oh, no, maybe they were together. I don't know. Yeah, maybe they go off, you know, live on an iceberg with a or polar bear. She, she might blow up the island because she's... I'm sure she'd be into that. I don't think that Greta's <laughs> for yeah. explosives. Okay, maybe not. Um, okay, well, she no, she she was already in the last Rambo film. She can keep out of it. I feel like you're really confusing this with Greta. I feel like yeah, yeah, you haven't yeah, got a clear yeah, no, idea no, of no. her involvement in this film. No, I just wanted her to appear. I just sort of want someone to appear right at the end to fuck things up. You know well, what I'm saying? Well, maybe this Battle Royale needs a referee. Yes. And, you know, who's more virtuous than Greta Thunderbird? <laughs> Greta Thundercats. Yeah. Greta Thunderbirds. Uh, I mean, um, Greta Thundercats is <laughs> is maybe something that we should yeah, pitch. Yeah. Um, I'd also like to see an island of uh, news journalists and political journalists are all in a battle royale fight, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, and, I mean, that is an island I want to see blown up. Yes. Um, you know, you could have, or what's the, what's that Laura Cornensberg, is it? From oh, BBC, yeah, 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 yeah. And, You know, yeah. you could have all of them facing off Piers Morgan and the Good Morning like Britain. Nagam Chetty, who's just been recently yes, released yes. from BBC, I think or reinstated. She, she could be a good heroine here. Um, yeah. You'd want to follow her. I think she could get tooled up and ready. Piers Morgan and Susanna, obviously, from the Good Morning Britain team. You've mm-hmm. got that lot. Um, Eamon Holmes just crying in a well. Yeah, yeah, I would pay to see that. <laughs> <laughs> and you can. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's coming to Channel 5 next month. <laughs> Um, so yeah I mean but those kind of uh, tournament fighty things uh, they have so much scope for for so many things I'm genuinely disappointed that there aren't more Battle Royale films made using the Battle Royale premise I think they're always fun even if they are B-movies I don't know if you've seen is it, is it Death Race 
Yes, but the original or the remake? No, the remakes. There's the like three of them or something. Yeah, Luke, they're actually Goss. They're actually quite fun. Yeah, for you know, like straight to video action <laughs> films. That there's video. there's some really good stuff in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. And like, I'm surprised we haven't seen a third battle royale in in the most recent years. I mean, very little big gory cinema coming out of Japan these days. I don't know what the fuck's going on there. Are they not rebooting? Battle Royale or anything. No, there's, there's nothing. I mean, there's, there's. Uh, I don't know. To how... my knowledge, there, there has been nothing since uh, the second one, and that, that's very strange to me. Well, I thought they always would have done an American remake, but then they made Hunger Games, which yeah. is slightly similar. So, or at least do uh, animated series. Yes, yes, uh, I'd watch that. Um. So yeah, no, I, I like that idea, and I like all the presidents dying. <laughs> or, <laughs> all the presidents fighting uh and we're gonna have them yeah we don't need a cast for that we've got them all playing themselves exactly uh and who do, is one of the presidents directing the movie and <laughs> um, uh, uh you know it's, it's directed by uh the illuminati bloomberg and the ghost uh, sorry, bilderberg yeah the ghost of ronald reagan <laughs> yes because no, he, al- he always wanted to direct <laughs> uh yeah great I like the idea of that one. That sounds... I would like to see it and then see the island blown up. And to be fair, like, if they can't make this as a film, I think it'd be workable as just a bit of reality television. Totally. Yeah. I'd watch that on ITV too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. Well, those those are my pitches uh, this week. A uh, bit silly, a bit rough around the edges. Uh, as were mine. Don't worry. But nevertheless, presidential. Y- yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so what's in store for us uh, moving forward I don't know had we even thought about anything else after this no but we've got a lot of ideas you know like uh, we thought about doing music biopics I started watching Bohemian Rhapsody the other day I've brought it with me on DVD from my parents house we can watch it we could do that uh, I mean we we haven't done anything to do with westerns yet no We've done very little to do with sci-fi. Which is bizarre, because you're a big sci-fi nut, mm-hmm. I know. Um, uh, and Halloween is approaching. Yes. I There's mean, so much to do. And as I say, I am going to Grimfest Horror Movie Festival, and I might be going to another horror movie festival this month. It is October. I know we do tackle horror a lot, but it's October. This is the month for horror. So I think we we, we might delve back into horror. What yeah, yeah. Think? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, because I'm gonna, well, I'm gonna have a lot of movies to review. I'm hoping to watch a lot, so I'm gonna have a lot of movies to talk about or to recommend mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. Uh, Grimfest, hopefully, um, and that's all new independent horror. So, who knows what we could do? Well, that's it for this week's episode. Uh, we'll see you next week.